warning everybody, this is 100% forgiving, exalting truth, no matter the cost. My goal always is to just tell the truth, is to always stand with the truth no matter where it leads. If the truth leads to the left, I want to go to the left. If the truth leads to the right, I want to go to the right. If it leads up, I want to go up. If it leads down, I want to go down. You get my point. I want to address cultural topics with the Word of God and only with what God has to say. And how do we know that? Of course, it's in the Scriptures. It's in the Bible. This is, as I said, 100% forgiven. I've been out of the game for a while. I have not done an episode, I would say, for about a full month. The last episode that I did was on the topic of love in 1 Corinthians 13, which I intend on um, expounding more upon in the future. But today I wanted to specifically talk about eternal security, the nature of somebody who is born of God, a Christian, and address the question, can a Christian, someone who's born of God, a child of God, lose their salvation? Can you walk away from God? That's some of the things I want to talk about today. This topic has been on my mind a lot, actually, because um, I think, for me personally, I'll speak for myself, sometimes I worry a lot. Um, I get in a, um, a situation in my life where I will think, God, have you thrown in the towel? Have you walked away from me? I don't feel close to you today. I feel like you're you're far away from me. I feel like that my sins that I have committed, that I am committing, um, are separating me from you. That I have lost my salvation. I've wondered if I am even saved. And I'm going to assume that you as well have wondered that about yourself. Have you measured yourself with looking, have you measured God's love for you by looking at your own spiritual maturity? Do you measure yourself do you measure, yeah? Do you measure yourself with um, this view that you have to be ninety nine percent, one hundred percent, in order for God to accept you? Um, I think this is a common struggle for Christians, specifically um, in my tradition, the Church of Christ. A lot of Christians in the Church of Christ think that um, that you are you get right with God. Um, or you maintain your salvation by how good you are, and that God will leave you at the moment you sin too much. He throws in the towel. He gives up. He'll walk away from you. So I want to address this 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 big this big issue. It's a, it's really something that I think we need assurance on: um, eternal security, the nature of a Christian, and can a Christian walk away from God? That's what I want to talk about today. Um, a lot of big things have been happening in my life. Take a minute to share um, throughout this month. I'm having another baby. <laughs> my wife and I will be having, well, specifically my wife, will be having this baby within, I, I would think, this week. Because both of our children before uh, went early, went almost a month early. And the, our first one did. The second one is about two weeks early. So right now is about the time for my wife to go into labor. Um, so I ask for your prayers. I ask that the, um, the pregnancy, the labor will go smooth and the baby and my wife will, will be safe and healthy all by God's grace. Um, and concerning 100% forgiven, how this works, I do this podcast through a, um, a business called Spreaker. 
and they have different plans, and you pay a certain monthly fee in order to get a certain amount of storage. Um, so what I did, I downgraded because money's just tight. Um, and unfortunately, all the episodes I did previously got deleted. So if you are um, a regular listener and you're trying to go back and listen to something that I did previously, I'm sorry, that's probably not going to be the case. Um, so there might be like four episodes you can do. I'm pretty sure the Judgment Seat of Christ that I talked about, um, I know that's on there, I'm pretty sure. But um, my future episodes, they won't be on here forever because there's a certain amount of storage um, that I have. So um, I encourage you to listen as much as possible. And if you ever want me to talk about another subject, just let me know. And I'll do my best to make some time to do that. So to get into the discussion, it's funny because I just literally um, did it. I just recorded what I'm saying right now a minute ago and found out that my microphone completely died in the middle of it. And it was about 35 minutes long. Therefore, yeah, it was a little frustrating to be quite honest. However, God is good and we can get through this. So, eternal security. I am 95% sure um, that where I stand with the the topics that we're going to be talking about today... Is correct. Um, 95% sure. And I say that because the 5%, of course, I could be wrong. Um, I, I think it's I think it's a healthy thing to stay humble. Uh, Jesus said, you know, those who humble themselves will be exalted. Those who think they got it all right, those who exalt themselves will be humbled. So um, I think it's important that we do not get um, angry, that we approach these doctrines, these questions that we have with love, complete love, and not with an arrogant mindset, not with a closed mind, not with one that says, if you don't agree with me on this doctrine of eternal security, and can a Christian lose their salvation, walk away from God, forfeit salvation, however you want to put it, once saved, always saved, once lost, always lost. Um, If you don't agree with me, then you're lost, then you're not my brother or sister. That is such a wrong way to go about it. However, I've seen it happen so many times, and it's so unfortunate to see. Therefore, eternal security. Ephesians 1, 13-14. So these are scriptures I'm going to use that I believe defend eternal security. And, uh, of course, there are other scriptures that seem to say that a Christian could possibly walk away from God. But for today, I want to talk about eternal security. Ephesians 1, 13-14. And when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, when you believed in Christ, you were marked with the seal of the promised Holy Spirit, who is the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of God's own possession to the praise of his glory. So in this scripture, a Christian, once they heard the gospel, when they believed in Christ, it says that when you become a Christian, when you're you were marked with the promised Holy Spirit. Now, what does this mean? When you, when you're given the Holy Spirit from God, it says when you heard the word of truth, when you believed in Christ, you're marked with the Holy Spirit. What's this mean? Well, when this happens, this is a down payment of your inheritance. This is not me adding to the text. This is simply me reading, exegeting the text. This is not me eisegeting the text. Eisegeting means reading your own thoughts into the text. 
exegeting means reading what the text says. So those who have the Holy Spirit, they have a down payment for their inheritance until the redemption of God's own possession. Ephesians 1, 13-14. John 6, 37-40. All those that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever the Father gives me, I will never cast out. Stop right there. What does Jesus say right here? All of the people that God gives me, I will never cast out. That should be enough. Jesus, equal with God, part of the Trinity, who was with God for the foundation of the world, who is eternal, he says, all of those who the Father gives me, I will never cast out. Now, is is Jesus speaking double talk here? You know, many of us would want to say, oh no, well, he'll... He'll he'll cast me out. He'll drive me away if I sin too much. Well, no, it, that's not what Jesus says. He says, those who the Father gives me, I will never cast out. Continue reading, verse 38. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the, the will of the Father who sent me. <clears throat> and this is the will of the Father who sent me, that I shall lose none of those who he has given me, but to raise them up on the last day. So Jesus said he came to do the will of the Father. This is Jesus' focus. On this, in his life, when he was on this earth, his purpose was to do the will of the Father and to save us from our sins. All of those who would believe in him, he saves. He saves them from their sins. But this is this is part of the will of the Father that those who he gives to him, he will raise up on the last day. Now, in order to raise them up on the last day, he must keep them. Now, this is the will of the Father. That those who he gives him, he will raise him up on the last day. That's God's will for him to do that. Now, if somebody comes to him, and if it's possible for a Christian to walk away and lose their salvation, then and this is someone who was given to him, then doesn't that logically isn't can't you logically conclude that Jesus did not do God's will? If God gave this person to Jesus, um, this person believed in Jesus. Has eternal life. What does Jesus say about that person? I will never cast them away. I will never drive them away. I will never cast them out. I will raise them up in the last day. Why? Because this is God's will for me to do. And I came to do God's will. But then they they walk away from God. And what does that logically mean? That Jesus didn't do God's will? Well, that would seem to, if you logically follow that um, line of thinking, that would seem to where you'd be where you'd end up at. Verse 40, For my Father's will is that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. 1 John five thirteen, I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, so that you may know that you have eternal life. That's pretty clear. To me, that is clear enough that a three-year-old, a five-year-old could understand that. I write these things to you that believe in the name of the Son of God. You people, brothers and sisters, everybody on earth who believes in the name of Jesus Christ, you have eternal life. There's no and, if, or buts about that. Many people want to add conditions to that. You have eternal life. There's no and, if, or buts. That's just what it says. Let the text say what it says. Let's not eisegete that. Let's not bring in thoughts to the text. Of course, we always want to interpret Scripture with Scripture in the broad context of what the Bible says as a whole. <coughs> Excuse me. 2 Timothy 
If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So, are you faithless at times in your in your walk with God, in your relationship with God? I hope you say yes, because if you don't, then I'm I'm pretty sure that um, you're lying. <laughs> and because I wouldn't say that, because at times I'm faithless, faithless in my relationship with God. I sin. I I will never dare say that I do not have no sin. Even though I'm saved, even though I'm forgiven, I still fall short. I still sin in this body, period. I still have days where I get exhausted. I'm sure you do too, as a Christian, as a follower of Christ. Even in those times, even where we feel like he's gone away from us, he's walked away from us, I tell you what, my wife knows me better than anybody else. And she will tell you that if you if you ever asked her, how often I struggle with this. Even though right now I'm telling you I know what the scriptures are saying. It's so easy for me to, after I'm done doing this episode, eventually fall back into worrying that God's left me because I've done something wrong. That he doesn't, you know, that doesn't fall in line with who I am as a Christian. But what does the scripture say? If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot deny himself. So I think the problem I have, and I think the problem that many Christians have who struggle with this, as I do, is that we aren't trained, we are not letting the Word of God direct our mind, direct our actions. Rather, we're letting our feelings, we're letting our worries dominate our faith and our walk with God. So just by those scriptures that I read, there's security in Christ. When we're faithless, God remains faithful. Jesus says, I will never cast out those who God the Father gives me. I will raise them up on the last day. You are sealed with the Holy Spirit. We were sealed with the Holy Spirit. This is a down payment to our inheritance. This is a seal that we cannot break. We cannot break. This is a seal that God has done. Romans 8, 38-39. Paul says, For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now I have to ask you, are you something that's created by God? Of course you are. I am too. We cannot separate ourselves from the love of God. doesn't matter about the height, nor the depth, nor demons, nor angels, anything. Paul's point is that nothing, and it seems to be not even you yourself can separate Yourself from the love of God. God loves you. And what does Jesus say about those who belong to him? I will never cast them out. Ever is what he says. Ever. Yeah, but, yeah, but, I struggle in this area. Yeah, but I sin in this area. Well, what does he say? Is God is God just a double-talking God? Does he mean one thing one second and, and then change his mind real quick and say it? Um, the complete opposite, and then you go to the next scripture, and then it, he falls back into what he said at the beginning, and then he, you know, is he is he telling this, and then lying, telling this, lying, telling this? No, God is, he does not lie. Those who belong to Jesus, he will never cast out. And you, no one, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Hebrews 13, verse 5, even though the scriptures in the context is talking about the love of money, remember money isn't sinful, the love of it is, he says Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have because God has said, I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. Now what does that mean to you? What does the word never mean? 
Does never mean temporary? No, never means never. I will never forsake you. Well, what about when I struggle with this sin? What I keep falling into this sin. I keep doing this wrong. I keep doing that wrong. Brother and sister, you are saved by grace. This is something that you don't deserve. You didn't deserve it in the beginning. You don't deserve it now. You're being held and carried by grace. It's not... I think, for me personally too, my focus gets shifted on what I do rather than what Jesus has done for me. It's about what Jesus has done. Not about how perfect I am. Not about how good I am. God says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Don't love money. Be content with what you have. I've given you a house. I've given you a car. Whatever I have given you. Everything you have is a gift for me. Be content. Why? Because I will never leave you or forsake you. I will never leave you. Never means never. When John said, I am writing these things to you so that you may know that you have eternal life, you who believe in the name of the Son of God. What does that word eternal mean to you? Eternal means eternal. Eternal is, does not mean temporary. It means eternal. So 1 Peter 1.23, the last scripture I'm going to use for this eternal security. The security, the assurance that a Christian can have. Verse 23, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of an imperishable seed, through the living and enduring word of God. Now what does perishable mean? It means a seed that's going to die. But this is not us as Christians. We have been born again with an imperishable seed. Therefore, this is a good time that leads me in to the next topic, the nature of a Christian. So this is where I think um, it gets to the point of whether or not a Christian can lose salvation, whether or not a Christian can walk away from God. So once a person is born again, what happens? Um, Well, we just read in what Peter said, once you're born again, you're born with an imperishable seed. An imperishable seed, a seed that does not die. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. Behold, the, the old is gone and the new is here. The old person, the person who came to Christ in their sin, is gone. That person who lived in sin, who loved sin, who did what they wanted, who, who dwelt in sin, I mean, they just, the old person, that person is gone. Behold, the new has come. So if anyone is in Christ, Paul says, you are a new creature. You are a new creation. Now, Ezekiel 36, verse 26 to 27. Yes, this is an Old Testament scripture. However, this scripture is specifically speaking about people in the New Testament. So verse 26, excuse me. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Now, you may be saying, well, where in the world is that in the New Testament? Turn to Hebrews 10, verse 16 to 17. Verse 16, this is the covenant I will make with them after that time, says the Lord. I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their mind. Now, remember, we just read that in Ezekiel 36, 26, 27. This is talking about Christians here in Hebrews 10. This applies to us. The covenant 
that God has made with us. It's that he will put his laws in our hearts and he will write them on our minds. Then God adds, this is a covenant too. God remembers our sins no more. This is a covenant he makes with us. Let that soak in. Their sins and lawless acts I will remember no more. This is a covenant. This is a promise that God's making to us. God says, us who are under the new covenant, I will write my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. And concerning their sins, I'll I'll remember them no more. This is a promise that God has made. This is a covenant. We talk about the new covenant so much. What does God promise? We who are under the new covenant, let me continue to say, God writes his laws in our hearts and on our minds. And concerning our sins, concerning our habitual sins, concerning what we're struggling with, God says about us who are under the new covenant, this is what he says. This is not me adding anything to the text. He says, their sins and their lawless acts I will remember no more. Praise God. I mean, really, praise God. This is such an awesome promise. Doesn't this give you assurance concerning your sins? Concerning the forgiveness of your sins? Concerning the nature... This... Concerning your nature, God writes his laws on your hearts, on your heart, and in your mind. God has performed a spiritual surgery on you. He's he's taken your old heart out and he's given you a new heart. So it's my personal conviction that the Christian will have a new heart with the new desires because of what the scripture says. You will want to do the things of God. Yes, you'll still sin, but you'll be grieved by it. You, you will be upset by your sin, period. Therefore, this leads me to the question, will a Christian walk away from God? I believe no. A Christian will not, a a true Christian, someone who is born again of God, will not walk away from God. Why? Because God says, I will put my laws in their hearts and I will write them on their minds. Now, there are times where we know what God wants us to do and we still don't do it. We do the complete opposite. We do what he knows, what we know he doesn't want us to do. But what did Jesus say? I will never leave them or forsake them. Well, the Father said that. I will never leave you or forsake you. Those who God gives me, Jesus says, I will never cast out. Period. I will never cast them out. I will never cast them out. Never. Never, never, never. Never means never. You who believe in the Son of God have eternal life. You have eternal life. It's not temporary life. You have eternal life. So when it comes to will a Christian walk away from God, I believe ultimately no, a Christian won't walk away from God just because of what has happened to their heart. What happened to them the moment they were saved? Well, they they got their sins forgiven. They were given a new heart with new desires. You know, we were baptized. We were baptized into Christ. And I believe, um, concerning my studies, continually on baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We, once we were saved, we were sealed with the Holy Spirit. This guaranteed of our, of our inheritance. 
Again, we were given a new heart. This is all the work of God. It's nothing we can boast about. And concerning our sins, concerning our struggles, God says, I remember their sins and lawless acts no more. Believe it's in Philippians chapter 1. He who began a good work in you, Paul says, will finish it. Now, does that mean that we'll be perfect? Of course not. We're, we're not going to be perfect here on this earth. We're just not. I think far too often we all expect that to be what happens. We become perfect in our life here on earth, that we conquer every sin, and that <clears throat> we go to our graves with no sin. Well, I can assure you of one thing, that concerning your sins, God's taking care of that problem. God is taking care of my sin problem, because I, you and I, who are under the new covenant, God says, I do not remember your sins. Go back to 1 Corinthians 13. What does it say about love? <laughs> love is patient, love is kind, love is long-suffering, love endures all things, hopes all things, believes all things, and love does not keep a record of wrongs. So I'm going to end with this. Do I believe in eternal security? Absolutely. I believe that once you are saved, that God will keep you. God will keep you and He will never cast you out. Yes, you will fall. Yes, you will sin. Yes, you will struggle. But God's a Father. And I tell you what, I'm a Father. I have two beautiful children that I love with all of my heart, as well as my wife and as well as all of our family. I tell you what, I would die for them on the spot if I had to. No questions asked. I love them unconditionally. There's nothing that they can do as my child that would ever cause me to stop loving them. Nothing can separate my love for them. Not even demons, not even angels. Nothing. Now how much more Is that the truth with God's love for you and me? God's eternal. We're temporary. We're just sinful people. And our deeds are nothing but filthy rags without Christ. Eternal security? Absolutely. We are secure in Christ. We, we can be assured that we have been justified with Christ. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Period. Period. Yeah, but I sin. Yeah, but I sin. Well... Hebrews ten seventeen, their sinless acts I will remember no more. Yeah, God understands this is not something that He's that's new to Him. Read the Old Testament, read the book of Judges. My goodness, God's people. They came to God, they fell into sin. God disciplined them. They came into God, fell into sin, God disciplined them. It's just a complete cycle. But thankfully, this covenant that we're under is not like the old. Jesus perfected. He is our high priest. He offered himself one time, unlike high priests who have to continually offer sacrifices for sins. He did it once, and it was good for all time. Excuse me. Therefore, eternal security, yes, I absolutely affirm that. The nature of a Christian is the Christian will want to do God's will. You have God's laws written on your heart and in your mind. Will a Christian walk away from 
God, ultimately, no, I believe you won't. Um, so this is where I stand with this. Um, so if you disagree, by all means, I am not here to be arrogant. I am not here to say, hey, I'm right. I am not willing to um, consider your way of viewing things. However, um, we must all study these things from all sides with an open mind and continue to be humble by God's grace. So I pray that you stay strong and know who you are in Christ. God said, I will never forsake you or leave you. Those, Jesus said, those who God gives me, I will never cast out. When we were saved, we were given the Holy Spirit as a down payment to our inheritance. We were born with an imperishable seed, not with a perishable. We who believe in the name of Jesus Christ have eternal life. It's not temporary life, it's eternal life. While we are faithless, he is faithful because he cannot deny himself. Let us begin to train ourselves by thinking this way, and by guiding our lives with these biblical facts instead of letting our feelings and our worries guide us. And Lord knows that I need to apply this to my life just as much as anybody else. So I pray that you've been blessed, and I look forward to talking about more discussions in the future. And as I said earlier about the the episodes that were deleted, unfortunately, because of space, because of what this program, this business, Spreaker, um, offers, um, future episodes that I do, and even this episode um, in in the future may be deleted and uh, just because of storage space. However, if I can download it and save it, then I'll do it. Um, I just need the storage for that, and I have to get some um, um, storage to do that. So I pray, as I said, I pray that you've been blessed. And uh, feel free to share this with anyone, especially if you know someone who's struggling with assurance. It's all about God. It's not about what I have to say. God bless you guys. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.